0: It's just a bunch of witty banter. It's like uh, I'll a you have a we It's just cadows. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 79 of Witty Banter. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. Joined today, as always, we've got Max Scott and Hunter Dorset.
1: Yeah, really quick back yeah, to back. He, yeah. He, he
2: made it nice and a little concise there. I like it.
1: I like it. I feel like we both got second place today, so. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah hope you get, I've you got the these, class. i got a
0: couple names that I kick around sometimes to play off of this whole joke we have about equality, and I don't know how they'll land, but one mm. day, I'm going to throw them in there.
1: And... <laughs> it's going to devastate the both of <laughs> you. I just feel like, honestly, my intro game has been off recently.
0: I feel like it's been hard for me to intro the show. It's, it's a lot tonight. of pressure.
2: Like, it is
0: a lot
1: of pressure, yeah.
2: I had a listener note that uh, you use less goofy names, and the and the the goofy names you settled on have been Tall Texan for me, which are Long Tall Texan, which I actually like. But yeah. then Silky Slick Max, which is you know a mainstay. Yeah, of course. I you mean, do. it
0: was it was my shtick to do
1: new names every episode, and <laughs> then
0: it it got to the point where I was like, dude, fuck this, like, I can't <laughs> do it anymore.
2: <laughs> We're eighty episodes in, like. I just imagining
1: you in like a room with like pictures and, like, names and stuff stapled to the wall everywhere and, like, scratching them all out trying to figure out what you're going to do for the next fucking episode. Really? So, it was just dangus, me about the dongus Mud
2: do uh, Mudbutt Max.
1: Yeah, Mud Mudbutt Max. Is, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that <laughs> one will hope, stick. Why <laughs> think. Well, think of new names when you can just stick... <laughs> With Mud Butt Max. <laughs> there's fucking alliteration in there. Too. Say, that's <laughs> what I was about to say. It's funny because so there's so alliteration there's, involved. There's
0: yeah, a lot of so positives true. for Mud Butt Max
1: right now. Oh, great. Uh, well. well,
0: I'm a little sleepy, so let's go ahead and roll into this beer introduction. Yeah. Hunter, what are, we, uh, what are we reviewing today? By the way, I think this is our last Oktoberfest
2: beer. Yeah, I believe so. What, is there like an official dates that Oktoberfest actually takes place? It
0: starts the third weekend of September and usually ends like a few days into October. So it's it's already over now.
2: Okay. Really? Cool.
1: Why well don't they call th- it Oktoberfest if oh. it's <laughs> so <laughs> much because in September? September,
0: yeah. I thought Germans were supposed to be
1: smart. Yeah. What the hell? So I think it's, uh, not, I think it's supposed to be in celebration
0: like of the coming October, maybe. I don't know. Man, yeah,
2: yeah. maybe that makes sense. Uh, so today's beer is the last Oktoberfest. It's just called the Oktoberfest Merzen style lager, and it's by Odell Brewing Company. Whenever I uh, verify that I am 21 going through their website, I see that it is 19 IBUs. It's 6.1% alcohol by volume. And they have a little excerpt that reads, There's plenty to celebrate when fall arrives in Colorado. The warm days grow shorter, the cool shadows grow longer, and the Aspens put on their golden grand finale. Brewed with biscuity sweet... Munich Malt and spicy herbal noble hops. Our Oktoberfest is a reminder to stop and enjoy the show. That's kind of kind of work Can we, wor- just, can, we
0: just, can we yeah? Can we take a moment and recognize how fucking good that description
2: was? I really <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's a great description. I'd say it was a little verbose, but uh, you know that's just me.
1: Yeah, you can't please everybody, I guess.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and pop the top.
0: When I poured mine up, so first of all, it's like a deep amber, really pretty, super filtered. Um, there's some lacing going on in there, which is kind of cool, but the head that I got was, you know, about a quarter inch thick and pretty white. It just, it looked pretty when I first poured mine
2: up. Yeah. Nice. We haven't had much head on, uh, these ones that we peered up, poured up, so I got the same.
1: This beer definitely looks like it has more of a weight to it than the last ones do, which I'm excited about.
2: It feels that way. Uh, so I just took my first sip.
1: This beer's,
0: I think m- for me on the first go around, I think this one might be the sweetest one that we've had. And uh, it feels a little thicker, even though it's only 6.1 percent. And those Merzen beers are supposed to be a tad bit heavier on the uh, on the alcohol side because when I was reading about them, apparently what it was is they they were, you know, Merzen Merz is Marts in Mar- Mar- March in German. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think our computer's glitching, dude. Can you? Uh...
2: <laughs> I'll edit it out, dude. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. So
0: Merz is uh, March in German, and so I was reading, and apparently they would, back back before refrigeration, they would brew the, the beer in the cool months of spring, because you can't brew in the summer, and they'd make it with extra alcohol uh, content so that it would last into fall and through the summer. Mm.
2: And so that's kind of the idea there.
1: That's an interesting tidbit. Nice. Yeah, a little yeah. fun fact. Mm-hmm. What well, do you like,
2: th- after first uh, sips, I mean, I think um, their little usage of Biscuity, right? They nailed it, right? It's like really, yeah. It's like a really bready feeling. I like very
1: yeasty. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I like that. Yeah, I like that
1: descriptor. Yeah, biscuity.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I agree. It's a little sweet. Um, I can't really. I mean, I. It's about the same consistency as I say the ones we've had before, but it's like bready and sweet, and it's got a little bit of like a like the smallest little bit of spice kick to it. I feel like this one isn't as drinkable, though, as the other ones. Like, well, at first, first hints, I would say it's one that I can't, like, just throw
1: back, you know, like something I could
2: chug. But that might change as it opens up. That's just a uh, no. I
1: a judge. I, no, I'm behind you on that. Okay. I think that this beer is definitely more, like, has more things obviously to it from the first couple of sips, mm-hmm. you know. The last beer is because when we popped them open and they were, like, ice cold and you took a sip out of them, you were just like, okay. Where'd that go? I just kind of just (laughs) drank it and just fell right back. Uh, but that was the first thing I noticed about this beer too. It looked like it was heavier, and then when I tried it, it was also had a little bit more of like the spices, that brightiness is so much more dominant. The flavors are more like peculiar and like stand out a little bit more. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where it goes when it warms up a bit. So hey.
0: Mm. Me too. Hunter, I gotta I gotta imagine you're pretty fucking excited right now.
2: I'm pretty excited. Because uh, we've got the the event coming up this this October fifteenth at Ashford Pub Brewery, and it is a charity event. It's I think it's like a it would be considered a charity barbecue. They're gonna yep. have all these people here doing uh, like there are teams that are gonna be trying to go for like best ribs and best chicken, and best desserts, all this stuff. But it's benefiting uh, Kids Meals Inc, which has like its own Facebook page. You said you had the URL. There. Yeah, so if you go to
0: kidsmealshouston.org slash give even, that's where you can go if you want to donate to this charity. Apparently, and their little tagline here is Kids Meals delivered uh, delivers free healthy meals every weekday year-round to the homes of Houston's hungriest preschool-aged children. So, pretty awesome cause.
1: For sure. It's amazing, yeah.
2: And I think the way that the event works is you pay $10, you get as much freaking food as you want. There's going to be ass loads of beer here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna be <laughs> welcome. We're gonna help
1: these kids. We're gonna drink ass loads. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you hate kids? Drink some fucking beer, dude.
2: Everybody likes a cause that you can have a little fun behind, you know. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited. It's gonna be a great networking opportunity for us. Jason uh, also confirmed that Green Flash Brewery is down to do an interview with us as well. So that's three Jesus on the docket.
0: Christ,
1: <laughs> we got a busy day ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, so it'll man.
2: be a it'll be a big one. So we're gonna be getting there and setting up around eleven. We'll Mm -hmm. probably be behind the mic a little bit, but we're going to be trying to have a few things that we can interact like the people that are just there and and supporting the cause. We're going to try and see if we can get a few of them on the show, play some Mm -hmm. games. It's going to be a good freaking day.
1: We would love to see uh, the Houston witty banter nation out there. If you can make it out to Ashford Pup, that'd be super dope. All nine of you guys would be really good. All nine
0: of
3: you dudes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, Hunter, I'm definitely looking for that too, but... I'm talking about that one thing you can't wait for that's happening tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow? <laughs> look very excited with whatever stupid thing you're going to say. I literally don't <laughs> even know what you're
2: talking about, but...
1: Hunter, the movie The Accountant is coming out
2: <laughs> <laughs> You are lame. That, dude, yeah,
1: Starring
0: Ben Affleck as the titular hero, The Accountant.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just weird to me because it seems like somebody was like... Somebody went up to Ben Affleck and was like, hey, you remember that movie Jason Bourne or the mm-hmm. Bourne Identity? We want you to do that, but you'll just be like 20 years older than Matt Damon was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, and how- you're
0: going to be still buff from, you know, being Batman, but you're an accountant. All right.
1: You're, you're, <laughs> a, real thing. you're a dork. Not Nobody would ever expect it was you. <laughs> Hey,
2: accountants aren't dorks, dude.
1: Come on. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, I actually sure. was laughing because I saw the
0: trailer for this movie, and the fucking song they're using for the trailer is everything in its
1: right place. I
2: know. Are you Are I
1: was like, yeah. I can't believe dude, this. They got dude. accounting right, man. Yeah. They figured that out.
2: It's like, dude, everything in is right place, and an accountant, and he's super badass. That's like me. Him, Ben Affleck. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was a hundred percent. My three favorite things, thing, man. Hundred <laughs> percent biopic. Yeah, I wish.
0: <laughs> Huh. Which, speaking of trailers, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Iron Fist trailer for that Netflix show, like a teaser trailer dropped recently. Hunter, we talked about Iron Fist a lot, like years ago already, when Netflix was coming out with like their Marvel series. And I remember being like, this is the one that I might actually check out because that's the only comic I've like really even read. Mm-hmm. I don't, did any, any of you guys see the trailer?
1: Yeah, I saw it. What I haven't. You think? Um, dude, I don't know. I always like. I never get that into trailers cuz I feel like they never look as cool as the shows could end up being. Um I hope you're right cuz I thought it looked really stupid. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The coolest trailer for any of those that I saw was that Luke Cage trailer and mm, yeah. But I like, yeah, and that was that was cool, but then I heard that the show, the Luke Cage show kind of like falls off, so I'm just not super behind it. I feel like there's just when Iron Fist as a character was like announced to be onto the Netflix defenders I was hyped, team, dude. I was super hyped, man, because I thought like this is perfect level, because they don't really have to worry about this guy being like famous or anything like that. So mm-hmm. all they really have to do is they got to go out and find like a very capable martial arts yeah. martial artist who is also a good actor to play this role. Because I don't think anybody's gonna like look look at the character, like whoever I don't even know the real name of Iron Fist. I don't either. But They're whatever they actually
0: in the lineage of Iron Fist, there's, there's a bunch multiple. Of Iron, Iron Fist You're gonna have
1: to be more specific. Go, yeah. um,
0: <laughs> which, which Iron <laughs> Fist?
1: Uh, so I don't think anybody would have like looked at him and been like, "That's not what he looks like, dude." Because yeah. yeah. you know what I mean. Like, I don't think anybody would say that. If it was, dude, it'd dude. be like six people, and everybody would be like, "Shut up." So I hope I—I I mean, just from the action scenes, you can't really tell much. But as, if the kung fu just needs to be fucking awesome, if the I don't think it will be, man, be awesome. It'd be cool. I I, I I agree. I think that's the one thing they need to nail. But, dude, honestly,
0: action sequences in Marvel movies are pretty poor. So and no most, it's mostly and it's mostly due to the camera like direction.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't know, man. Have you seen like the Daredevil action scenes? I haven't seen those. No. Those are really cool. Um, a lot of like the, like this as like Civil War's action scenes were fucking sick. Um, the Winter Soldier wasn't like the best movie in the world, but that one fight scene in that was fucking dope. I think that like, I the agree. choreography cool. can be done really well. And I think that the reason that a lot of Marvel movies don't look like they have that cool of action scenes is because they're so like big in scale yeah. that it's mostly like a well, punch that throws you over across I the room. I forget
0: what YouTube channel it is, but someone... Oh, fuck. It's either Now You See It... I think it's Now You See It. Everyone looked that channel up. But they, they do like a... Um, no, 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 no. Or maybe it's a, Every Frame of Painting. It's
1: one of those. And they go through like... what oh, I love that
0: Yeah, that channel's fucking great. That channel's
1: fucking really cool. They look
0: at uh, Jackie Chan and, like, why he's so awesome at action, and they kind of look at what the camera is doing, and they look at what the camera does in Marvel movies and just the way that, like, it cuts away, like, right when people get hit. And and it just makes the action really look like two people kind of flailing around, Mm -hmm. you
1: know? So yeah.
2: I'm a little confused. So Luke Cage and Iron Fist both have movies that are coming out that you all have seen trailers for?
1: They're not movies, they're Netflix original series. Okay. Okay, cuz you're saying Marvel movies could have cool But they're I mean they're interlinked. They're both Marvel Studios. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. So Marvel is sort of backing this Netflix. I mean
1: it is. They're in the thing. same universe. Like if you watch Daredevil, they'll reference things in Okay. Marvel movies okay. and so on. I mean it's the same companies, essentially. I was essentially.
2: to say, I was like, they're having a movie and a series come out? What the fuck? That is some planning.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, real, real quick, the last thing I want to mention, you know how I talked about that Guilty Gear game recently, and I was like, I think Hunter might dig this game, because it's all anime style, and you guys could play um, together over there. I was looking in, so they're, the developers, Arc System Works, mm-hmm. and I do this when I get bored, I start to look up like what the developers have put out, Like whenever they put their names on the screen, I just want to know. And they go all the way back to like 1988. They did um, Double Dragon. They did uh, Battle Toads, which I couldn't fucking believe. <laughs> but what I wanted to bring up real quick was they did a bunch of Dragon Ball Z games for the Game Boy,
1: oh, and I was yeah. like,
0: I was like, that's super cool that this that's studio cool. kind of got. I mean, they cut their chops on some famous games already, but then they started fucking around with fighting games uh, with Dragon Ball Z and stuff, too, and I was like, that's that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Definitely respectable. Very respectable company. All right. Um, let's go ahead
0: and get into the news. This is Witty Banter.
3: Beep-a-pup,
1: beep-a-pup. Those are good. There we go. <laughs> Coming in with a sharpness. I like that.
0: Yeah. Feeling good. All right. Hunter, this one makes me happy to read. I hope it makes you happy as well. <laughs> this one comes from this one comes from Kotaku, and it says, "Feds charge alleged Poodle Corp. and Lizard Squad DDoS attackers."
2: <laughs> Wait, those are uh, the hackers, right? That's the it's, yeah, it's them, man. Okay, okay, wow, okay.
0: I just remember us having a good old laugh at all stupid the
2: name "fucking Lizard Squad." Lizard Squad.
1: Whatever, dude. Lizard what Squad's fucking dude. dope.
2: <laughs> That's what <laughs> you would name your hacker group. <laughs> yeah,
1: that sounds fucking sick. Was the Lizard first
0: Squad name? would what only work one? in like a warrior-style gang, not a fucking hacker group. Yeah.
2: I can see Lizard Squad being like the villains against the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Group. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's not cool about that statement? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you totally uh, where's the argument my again? Yeah. What's right, the first brings, group? What did they do? Two
0: members of hacking groups, Lizard Squad and Poodle Corp, were charged yesterday with, quote, conspiring to cause damage to protected computers, end quote, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the North For the Northern District of Illinois, said in a statement, both hacking groups have taken credit for temporarily bringing down online gaming services Xbox Live, PSN, Battle.net, and more. Zachary Bukta and Bradley Von Roy, both 19, have been arrested respectively in Maryland and the Netherlands. Lizard Squad and since June Poodle Corp are known for launching distributed denial-of-service attacks, DDoS attacks, against online services for the lulls. On top of that, they allegedly sold their DDoS services to other... Others on the domain, so this domain name, and they could get up to ten years in prison.
2: Yeah, I was wondering, just like, what is their agenda? I mean, like walls. <laughs> that's the yeah. Well, so I mean, lame. mostly for the laws
1: I mean, if I had to guess, it'd probably be laws
2: Probably the laws but like, you know, we did a a, a class project on what's the biggest uh, uh, anonymous? They're the biggest yeah. hackers, right? So pretty big one. We, we did a we did a thing on them and it seems like they at least have like an agenda. Or at least that sometimes their their actions have some sort of purpose and they'll like put out these public statements, you know.
1: It's goal-oriented. And I'm
2: not saying I defend all of their stuff, but I you know, at least they seem to have some conviction. But these people that are literally just trying to shit on people's fun, like fuck you. You deserve to go to jail. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know. Ten years is a long fucking time. What did they? What were they responsible? Millions of
2: dollars, though, too, that would fall out from that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, what are they responsible for? Do we know?
3: They
0: DDoSed PlayStation Network. PlayStation, I know that one. And Xbox Live, but they weren't. I don't think they were behind like the big PlayStation um, network hack that was back in like 2011 that was something i think that i think that was anonymous actually oh no
1: that shit. was like the one where all the credit cards got lost right
0: well that was like the PSN was, was down open. for months and yeah all kinds of shit <laughs> but uh no i we talked about it on witty banter because they took down the xbox live network like right around christmas and they yeah they were just basically like right when everybody got their consoles they're like let's fucking take xbox live down and just fuck with people
1: <laughs> interesting
2: for the lulz. Are you are you happy that they're they're being put behind bars, bro? Yeah, definitely, dude.
0: Like, it's such a like, what a fucking headache that is for the people who have to run that shit. You How know? do they
2: find people like that? I mean, really, like I, IP address?
0: I don't know. I mean, the fact that this group publicly said it was us definitely probably made it easier for finding them. You <laughs> yeah. know,
1: they stitched on themselves, man.
0: <laughs> got a little got a little heady there. Got
1: congratulations. Head you played yourself.
0: But yeah, I mean, just how would you feel if you like developed an app or something, and the day it finally launched, some hacker group just DDoSed
1: it and it just broke for four <laughs> weeks? You'd be like, "Fucking thanks, <laughs> dude! It's great." I would be very upset, actually.
2: Yeah, I, I'm thinking like they they probably cost the company millions of dollars, and you know, IT service costs, and even just like lost customer support, or like lost customers through it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not irreparable damage, but definite you know, significant consequential damage. So, I, I think they deserve to be be uh, Popeyan bars. They, they mess with some people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I doubt they're lolling now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see them loll their way to the jail cell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, all right. I'll be here all the week. Okay,
1: um, <laughs> this next one comes from
0: Kotaku as well, and the title is FIFA 17 accidentally uses a real guy's Twitter handle, and he's pissed. What? It- and it reads, FIFA 17 is praised for being true to life in every regard. So true to life that, hell, developer EA even included a real guy's name and Twitter handle, and boys he mad. Released late September, FIFA 17 offered The Journey, its new story mode, which followed athletes athlete Alex Hunter's rise to soccer glory. In game, one of Hunter's fans is Calvin Wong, who messages him on Twitter-like platform, a Twitter-like platform with the handle at Cal Wong. There's just one catch, Calvin Wong is a real person who tweets as at, quote, uh, Cal Wong. And on September 20th, a FIFA 17 fan tweeted a screenshot from the game at Wong, tipping him off that he had been put in there without his uh, consent. I just thought this one was kind of funny to throw in there because EA used this uh, Twitter account. It looks like just they just made one up and it ended up being a real guy, and then he just started getting tons of fucking tweets from people. <laughs> people being like, um, it, it says here, like, Hey, keep scoring goals, okay? Thanks. Sincerely. A please fan. Like, just getting shit like that over and over <laughs> again is just like...
1: I mean, that's funny. Come on. I don't
2: know. I'll kind of like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, what do you... Like, how long could that possibly last, one? like.
2: And, like, you're probably getting a lot more activity
1: than yeah. you did before. Is it really throwing off your day? He also no. got, like,
0: harassment, it says at the bottom of the thing. Like, a bunch of assholes, a bunch of racist eggs, basically, started harassing him as well. So,
1: basically, I mean, he just got a bunch
0: of unwanted attention, you know? Fucking yeah.
2: internet, man. <laughs> like, yeah, God trolls, it. man. It's they mostly can't... Twitter, honestly.
0: Fucking Twitter is more like it. Like yeah. That place is just
2: a breeding ground for that shit. It's a zoo? Jeez. Yeah. I if don't it's know. it's an that, egg. I, that, that's, I don't know. It's surprising. You'd think, you'd think that they would maybe like screen for stuff like that, but at the same time, like...
1: Well, not only that, just like fucking go, and like if you put a handle in the game... Go and get that handle, you know what I mean? Yeah, because then you could, could like use that for advertising. Yeah, if you could wanted to. On you that, could yeah. yeah, fucking people go look at it, you could use it for fucking selling your game more. They didn't think that. Cal Wong says well. DLC is out. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, pick it up. What up. Cal Wong says he's loving this new patch. <laughs> 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 Cal, Wong. <laughs> Cal Wong seems pretty cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, I kinda like this Cal Wong guy. <laughs> okay. Alright, these last two news stories are about Samsung. And we've touched on this the past couple episodes, uh, and I kind of want to just finish the saga here, because it's kind of coming to a close. But this one comes from Reuters, and it reads, Samsung scraps Galaxy Note 7 over fire concerns. And it reads, Samsung Electronics scrapped its flagship Galaxy Note 7 smartphone on Tuesday less than two months after its launch, dealing a huge blow to its reputation and outlook after failing to resolve safety concerns. Samsung announced the recall of 2.5 million Note 7s in early September following the numerous reports of the phones catching fire, and on Tuesday, it finally pulled the plug on the $882 device in what could be one of the costliest product safety failures in tech history. The decision to scrap the Note 7 came after fresh reports of fires in replacement devices prompted new warnings from regulators, phone carriers, and airlines says so Samsung said earlier it asked all global carriers to stop sales of the note 7 and the exchange of original devices for replacements while it worked with regulators to investigate the problem um, and I want to read one more thing San, uh, Samsung's decision to pull note sevens off the off the shelves not only raises fresh doubts about the firm's quality control but could result in huge financial and reputation costs and analysis say a permanent into note 7 sales could cost Samsung up to 17 billion dollars. And tarnish its other phone products in the minds of consumers and characters. Investors wiped nearly two in, investors wiped nearly twenty billion off of Samsung's electronics market value on Tuesday as its shares closed down eight percent, their biggest daily percentage decline since two thousand and eight. No shit. So it got
1: Those are heavy some numbers. That fucking dude. sucks, dude. Samsung is <laughs> fucked after that, man. They're hurting.
2: I mean, yeah. It's it's not a drop in the bucket, I'd say. Um, <laughs> see, now I'm thinking I kind of wish I had a Note 7 so I could keep it as like a relic.
1: Yeah, now I want one really bad. Because like, <laughs> I know this is going to be a warehouse somewhere just full of them. I mean, it's going to be like a nuclear bomb.
2: But like <laughs>
0: $882 for
2: that fucking thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, with most carriers, when you buy a phone, you're buying it at a subsidized price.
2: Yeah. and.
0: The iPhone, like without subsidies, are, are usually that expensive and stuff. But yeah, that, that's kind of just how much. I mean, when you think about a,
2: fo- a phone like that, it's a it's a supercomputer that fits right. in your pocket. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's more powerful than my PC probably right now. I just
2: can't not laugh when I hear like that the phone is being attached to the words like catching fire and <laughs> exploding and shit. Like every time I hear like. Due to concerns with catching a flame. (laughs) I just always laugh because it's like, how could you
1: possibly (laughs) let this happen? Like they're just like slipping that warning in at the bottom of the commercial. Like, I love my Note 7. May explode on (laughs) the call.
0: $17 billion to replace it. it, Well, it's going to cost Samsung $17 billion. That's how much uh, money they're going to eat with this recall. And then it wiped off $20 billion of their shares.
1: It's just so much money, man. Dude, I wonder as... Like imagine in, waking up
0: the next day and having lost fucking $37 billion.
1: like What's going to destroy the... I mean, not destroy, but like hurt the company really bad. Like, I don't know why I didn't think to short some shares
2: there, man. Yeah. I should have... I mean, we knew that they were going to take a little bath. You know, I mean... Uh, but, but got, I mean, $20 billion dollars got- in market equity, like, that's a, that's a lot. 8% in one yeah. day? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, This and this last um, story also comes from Reuters, and it's titled Samsung's Woes Highlight Explosive Limits of Lithium Batteries. I don't want to go all the way into it, but basically we were, the last episode, we were like, "How do, how is this happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And they think that, let me give you a quote from a researcher at, the, at MIT. Yeah. And he says, a battery is really a bomb that releases its energy in a controlled way. And then he says, there are, fundament- there are fundamental safety issues to all batteries, and as you get to higher energy density and faster charge, the barrier to explosion is less and less. <laughs> the barrier to explosion. <laughs> the barrier to explosion. <laughs> like
1: something that they're considering when they're developing That's phones. That's like a new phone Where's feature. Where is the barrier to explosion? Right? <laughs> Don't worry. It's not even close yet. But ultimately,
0: yet. they say... Um, Samsung blames, quote, a very rare manufacturing process error, end quote, for the problems. So, it was the batteries exploding, and it looks like, and it, in, in the story, it also says they're still investigating what exactly is causing it. All they know is that it was a manufacturing issue, and it was the batteries that are blowing
2: up, so. So, they're saying it's, like a, pro, it's a thing with like the density of the battery, because it's really small and really powerful? Yeah, I mean, you just have
0: this little bitty thing that puts out energy in this tiny, compact, Yeah. spot and as phones continue to iterate uh, everybody just wants more better batteries you know in fact i remember hearing anecdotally that someone was telling me that one of the biggest breakthroughs we'll have with like mobile devices will be battery power it's just like battery technology is pretty much plateaued you know yeah
2: and it'll we break can. through your face when and it It'll explodes. blow up. Yeah. You push it too hard. Well, I was just thinking because, like, I remember hearing doing like a case study on uh, the the Toyota Prius, and I'm pretty sure that they run on like lithium batteries as well. Um, I'm not for sure. Y'all, y'all fact check me out there. But that kind of makes me like. Worried because if we continue trying to do that and other things that we use, things are just going to keep sort of like blowing new, up. Yeah, we're going to just start having shit blowing up left and right. Yeah, I mean the
1: barrier to explosion. <laughs> yeah, the barrier to explosion is going to be very high. That
2: needs to be it? a new term, like yeah. or a band.
1: Barrier to explosion <laughs> sounds fucking I sick. Good band name. Woody Banter's new band, Barrier to Explosion. That I'm there. Sick. I'm there. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm ready to explode. Man, so it's like. Are they going to try to re-release the notes in the future generation? You think? Like when? I don't know, they... man. I, I can't wait to see. That name's got to be tarnished, right?
0: Oh, I, that's what I'm saying. I can't wait to see like when Samsung drops its new like marketing blitz. You know, like what the f- like what do you fucking do to come back from that?
1: They better be giving phones away for. Hey, everybody! From I know your face is still burnt and healing,
0: but <laughs> how's that bandage
1: holding up? <laughs> you out of the <laughs> hospital yet? Great. <laughs> Swing by the Samsung store.
2: I mean, I feel like you had a a fairly salient point in that, like, I don't think, I think it will cannibalize a little bit of the success of, you know, like the Galaxy uh, phones, Mm. but I don't think, I think those are separate products, separate revenue streams. I don't think that it'll completely wipe it out. Um, But I mean, have we ever seen anything that's just completely imploded like this before? And like, dude, the last thing I can think of is the
0: Xbox 360's Red Ring of Death. The three red lights, like. But that didn't.
2: That didn't like.
0: Wind. I mean, it didn't blow up and hurt people. But <laughs> yeah. it was like a. But it was like a big recall. It was like a six billion dollar cost to yeah. basically recall. But not recall, of, but replace people's machines as they.
2: They kind of overcame that though, right? Yeah, they did. You well, know, they overcame did it by way. being
1: fucking awesome. Yeah. just being like, just send it back. We'll give you a new one.
2: Yeah, so. I'd say this is a different case. Um, predictions. I'm gonna say. Well, I'm gonna say that they're not gonna put out another note, at least
1: not in the next generation. I don't think they'll put out another note in the next generation. I would say that they're gonna put out because it's like it's that it's the Galaxy and the Note, right? Are like the two flagship phones for Samsung. Is I think it's called anymore? the
0: Galaxy Note.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, there's the Galaxy. Yeah, and I think there's it's just, the Note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like.
0: No, 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 no. It's called the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven. Yeah, but what is the other one called? There's another I think it's there's just the Samsung, Samsung
1: galaxy. galaxy S7 is completely. It's a different phone. Oh, so the
0: galaxy is like the prefix?:
1: It's like the iPhone and the iPhone plus. Okay. And the iPhone plus is all blew up. It's kind of like the idea.: <laughs> Okay, I got you. Yeah, so not all the galaxies are gone. That would be intense. So that the would bigger be like, one. So yeah. the
2: note is the bigger one.: Yeah, okay, because I didn't know. It's a
1: little bit more powerful. Um, hmm. But yeah, I think they're going to just try to on the next gen just definitely try to do the note again, but they're going to change the name completely. And they're going to say it's a new phone.
2: Yeah. And they're going to call it like...
1: That sounds about right. What's, what's another term for note? Um, the list. Um, the I go, well, message. what do you banter? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Guy, the guy, scribble. Guy, guy.
0: Yeah, the, I think it'll be the scribble.
3: The, the, scribble. the doodle.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I am a little curious to see how bad this is in the public perception, outside of like people who are reading... Who are like tech enthusiasts or who are reading this kind of stuff on the internet because I have literally heard no one talk about this
2: but us. Yeah. So it's been surprisingly subdued. Yeah. I mean, if
0: anything, all it does is just give me the ace card when anyone tries to like start phone wars with me, you know? <laughs>
1: well, at least my phone hey, is not blow the up. galaxy. It's the note,
0: man. That's not fair. <laughs>
1: all right. That is all the news. Let's
0: take a quick break and we'll be right back.
2: Okay, <cryptic boil> <heterocy>
1: pare- <una dei>
0: If you want to follow the show Once the mics have turned off
2: Follow us on Twitter and Instagram At Witty Banter Show Also, like our Facebook page At facebook.com slash podcast And help the show get discovered By leaving a review on iTunes And finally, steer the conversation By sending a question to show
0: At gmail.com Or suggest a beer for us to review By going to our website
2: wittybantershow.com That's enough plugs Let's get back to the show
3: Are
0: we gonna try to get everybody who comes on the show this weekend
2: to beep? Like that's a that's Fuck what yeah, we gotta I do, bet. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beep, it's our
1: calling card, bro. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a guest on the show, I always felt the pressure to beep. It was we, I mean, thick. we
2: pr- I mean we tried not we tried to be supportive of people's beeps and not tell them how they needed to beep. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's, that's the best that's beep,
0: maybe time, beep, Maybe
1: next time, maybe next beep in the next one.
0: I mean, you, it's, well, it's, when you hear people's beeps the first time, it's almost like seeing their fingerprint where you get like a real <laughs> good look at what their unique personality is.
1: Yeah, it's like meeting somebody for the first time, really. Yeah. That's when you really get to know somebody, get inside their shell. Yeah. See what their beep is like.
0: I agree. Mm-hmm. You guys want to trade beeps or uh you just trying to sit
2: here?
1: Vote for your All best right. beep on Witty Banter Twitter. Mm-hmm. Who has the best beeper?
2: I, I find us beep, your beep, beep, best beeps. Beep. Beep. Yeah, I want to hear your beeps. I want to hear you beep, man. I still haven't gotten that organic beep. Still haven't had to uh, give out the
1: organic beep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the organic beep, real quick. Another great band name, but I can't wait. That can help. I can't. I can't wait for the
0: organic
2: beep. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna buy you a steak dinner. It's gonna happen. <laughs> you can't put that much pressure on it, isn't it?
1: It starts yeah. becoming inorganic. Yeah, people are just gonna come find you just to beep. They make a trip out to Houston to beep at you. I
2: feel like if we're friends, then it doesn't count. But
1: if I know you, if you listen to the show, it doesn't count.
2: If if it's if steak. I don't know who you are and you come up to me and you beep at me, steak dinner for you, bro. Steak dinner. <laughs> you made a new best friend that good. day. Yes, sir. <laughs>
0: All right. What do we uh, what do we think about the Oktoberfest Merzen style lager?
2: I think that like the original notes that I got are still playing through. You know, it's like a sweet bready. I think it is a little bit easier to drink now that it's opened up. So I will say that. It doesn't seem as much like it's spiciness. It just seems like really sweet bready. And it's yeah,
1: it's smooth. It's enjoyable. It's going all the way on that yeasty bread taste. That's definitely the more dominant characteristic of this beer. I like than it, everything man. Else.
3: I cool. I like
0: when I like when beers or honestly just alcoholic beverages in general are yeasty now. I don't know. I feel like it's just because I've recently been able to tell like what that flavor is. And now that I can identify it and I find it, I'm like, ooh, you know, like.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: The, bis- the biscuity descriptor, I feel like, is just perfect.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. You know some dude was just sitting in a r- fucking room. And they're like, look, Marty, we need the perfect description <laughs> like, by tomorrow. What is this word? And he's just sipping it, and he's like, something is right here. It's like a fucking bis- biscuity. Biscuity, <laughs> it's a biscuity beer. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like biscuit with, like, a honey butter you know, like I little, mean, yeah, it's it's, it's sweet, man. It's I get some caramel,
0: biscuit. I get some caramel notes in there. It finishes a bit warm for me, so I think there honestly might be like a hint of rye or something just in the in the malt profile, I guess you would call it. But it smells yeasty. It drinks a little heavier, and it's a little warmer towards the end. It's a little sweeter, and I'm really enjoying it. But I think I kind of feel the same way that Hunter did it at the opening of the show, in that like it's really not that easy to just drink. Yeah. To just quaff.
2: I don't know. I. I mean. I feel like. I feel like it has the best balance of the beers that we had. Where it's like, since it's opened up, at least for me, where like I could enjoy sipping this one, but I could also, I could throw it down. I think you, you know? have could throw this
1: beer. it. Um. I think just looking at the bottle, uh, like the 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 scene the. The fucking little
2: yellow and blue and orange. I mean, it doesn't have a wolf and a hard hat, so automatically, yeah.
0: it's not going to take <laughs> home the gold for you. Guys. Yeah, it will never
2: be that. Yeah. Best well, does they have a working wolf have. family? It has to provide. Yeah, for I'm today. sorry. Is anybody even providing in that picture? I don't think <laughs> so. Yeah. In fact, I've 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 heard that we need to try and bring back the uh, scenario-based review where we get Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a, it's a, place. a good dimension. Um, I like that. We could do that at the end, but I'm, I'm liking <laughs> it. I think since it's opened up a little bit, I think it's a little more enjoyable
1: for, on my end. Yeah, I like it a lot, too.
0: It's cool. All right, moving on to the segment. We're going to do a Get to Know Your Banners. Oh, hey. My name <laughs> is, hey. Oh, no, oh, you, no, you no, go no, first. My bad. What, what's I your favorite? Um, I'm Wait, sorry, you don't what think... was that? Get, Get to Know, know Your, your banners. banners. And the question today is, what was your favorite music in middle school? And I'm thinking that's like, what, 5th to 7th grade? Yeah, about to ask exactly
1: what grades. I would say 5th to 7th is perfect. I think it's important to note that um, I met you guys. Well, I guess not you. Yeah, not? (laughs) Well, I knew you. you, We knew each other. But I didn't know you know other. Yeah, when did I meet you, though? Like, first grade. Yeah. But I didn't really know you guys or meet you guys until around, like, 5th grade. Fifth and sixth grade, the seventh grade, eighth grade. I mean, yeah, I'm in like had... seventh grade, Okay. Or yeah. Grade, yeah. But I feel like that's when, you know, this, I'm just saying that like these musical tastes are probably gonna blend together a lot. And I know that mine definitely like bounced off of Chase like a lot. Like me and him definitely switched back and forth. We gave each other bands a lot during this. That's time. how y'all connected, a little. Yeah, right? we definitely connected. Yeah, we gave
0: it we gave it to each other really good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we would meet up after school every day, almost
0: and just trade
1: give it you give it to me And then now you I'd give take it right that home man. for a little bit. Sit on it. Think about it for a little bit. You'd sit on it.
0: Don't say
1: don't no, <laughs> <no. laughs> The music.
0: Let me let me kick it off. I so if we're going to if we're going to move the uh, spectrum back to fifth grade, that was right when I was at the height of my AFI obsession.
2: Ooh, I remember
0: that. I listened to it was uh, Girls Not Grey and silver and cold are on the radio and that got me into that album and it was i listened to afi all the fucking time but what i found to be kind of the weirdest just interconnected thing is they kind of started out as a punk band that were very like that was really influenced by the misfits in a way Mm -hmm. Hmm. and it wasn't until i listened to the misfits years later and then went back to them i was like oh shit He's like, like, no wonder I like this music, you know? It was yeah. kind of
2: cool. Really? Because it seems like... I feel like what, the thing that I take away from the Misfits is just like... Uh, just, you know, for... F- like... F- uh, Jesus. So just like... <laughs> 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 Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thinking like... What? Really simple riffs. Real. Like really simple riffs that are just like, you know, like heavy. But then the the singing is what th- comes to mind. Is, is the singing... Relatable in AFI?
0: I mean, it doesn't really sound like it. What What happens? It's only in their earlier albums when they're basically a punk band, and it's just real short, fast, aggressive songs with a bunch of backup vocalists in the in the uh, behind the main singer, kind of doing like that chanting that kind of Misfits does. I mean, that that's really the biggest connection.
2: Yeah, I remember yeah. you and your AFI stage. It was very. It was a very deep stage, and Damn. I remember not not. Uh, joining you in it (laughs) i I remember sitting back and (laughs) passing on the moment
0: i'm the way i'm willing to put myself out there guys
1: yeah dude fucking afi was awesome dude i don't don't care what anybody says even like stylistically you can see a lot of the relationships between them and the misfits and it was definitely like a lot whacker than the misfits but Mm -hmm. it was definitely there like the fucking long hair the long big like forward cut hair with like the fucking Yeah, they had the devil lock, man. Yeah, the devil lock. Mm, come, yeah. Goes down. I mean that band, yeah, it was fucking cool. The ah, fucking not. It was Drowning. What was that one? Drowning. The Art of Drowning. The Art of Drowning, yep. The sickest album. That okay. album was fucking raw.
2: So what other bands you guys got on this on this list?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think the obvious like <laughs> point of time where music was really blowing up is going to be the emo phase that I definitely went through, which yeah. was right around like sixth to seventh grade ish, mm-hmm. probably. Within I, organization. I talk about this often, but it's staggering
0: to me how much emo and screamo and hardcore music really like overtook our high school. You know, like yeah. it's to me, it's just such an odd genre of music and like the popular kids got into it and through them, mm-hmm. it's just spread through the high school. And I was like, I, I thinking back to it now, I'm like, huh, It's just a really odd thing to me. I don't
1: know. Yeah. No, no, I don't think there's anything odd about it because I think it was just the change in the grunge movement Hmm. and that turning into, like, grunge was supposed to be, like, lyrically vulnerable, but then post-hardcore music kind of took, like, that lyric aspect of vulnerability to the extreme by just like blatantly crying almost a lot of the times <laughs> yeah. and losing a lot and of that like whole the and that
0: times. whole like dual singer thing I felt like really borrowed from Blink One Eighty Two
1: yeah because that was the music
0: really. that came just after them
1: you know yeah, I having have, two leads uh, I have
2: a secret theory that like Blink One Eighty Two was the ones that basically was the gateway drug to emo
1: oh like, absolutely yeah, 100%, I completely that agree pop with punk sort of feel like
2: not that, that Blink was super emo but it was kind of like the Work sucked. Oh, I know. You know. It was just kind of. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I never got into that particular uh, style of music as
1: much. Yeah, I mean, lucky. I you. got
2: into emo, but it wasn't. It wasn't like hard emo. What was like, your emo? Soft emo. It What's was like dashboard <laughs> professional. <laughs> Okay. Well, like if you have
1: played the emo game, you know that that's where it all started was Dashboard Confessional. Did I it? I mean, if you're not, dude, if you're not vindicated, I don't know what you're doing.
2: <laughs> Your hair is everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Yeah, but I, I will say that there are certain instances like uh, y'all remember Hawthorne Heights. Ohio I, is for lovers.
1: How can I forget, dude? I mean, <laughs> that was the first time though, like real talk, because that didn't come out at the beginning of the emo movement, that was definitely like more in the middle. That was mm. the first time I'd ever heard of it and been like, oh shit. This sucks. You know what I mean? Like that's like literally what I thought. Yeah, we've
0: we've we've uh, eclipsed the phase of yeah. discovering new emo music. And now emo music has its shit bands.
1: Yeah and we were just like oh no this is bad. So uh yeah. I remember listening to that on a fucking victory sample victory uh label uh sample CD that I got from a hot topic once I- <laughs> of course <laughs> he gave it to me there was like That's six songs great. and one of them was that song and I was like oh no this is really bad this fucking sucks there is like, no genu- like genuinely worried this is like. z- yeah really I was just like this is oh this is what I'm associated with now <laughs> And uh, that's definitely where I, I started changing out of tight emo jeans, phase. Max. Yeah. Oh well, tight jeans stayed on forever. Yeah, I that's... got tight jeans on right now. Oh, okay. And they will never go away. Yeah, but they're more. Fra- uh we're not. We're not talking emo phase
0: type jeans, Max.
1: Those were that was. Those to... were basically
0: latex. Fucking butter up to those.
1: This <laughs> is more acceptable now. Um, I mean, what was
0: what was some of the emo music around, or even just some of the music in general that you felt like was around at that time that you disliked as much? You know, like Hawthorne Heights, like. And I remember My Chemical Romance was really big back then, and I was not into them really at all.
1: Whatever, dude. See, my I Chemical Romance was first fucking album. awesome. Yeah. I
2: really liked the first album, but then everything afterward was. The parade really trash. stuff
1: kind of sucked. Yeah, the Black, Black Parade was Black trash Parade shit my, my from there mind. on was usually pretty fucking whack. But their first album, but, um, I liked. God, what the fucking. What was the name of that album? I don't know. Ohio oh, no. is for lovers. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> uh, I mean, definitely. My Chemical Romance, Taking Back Sunday was fucking awesome. Oh, Taking Back Finch. Sunday was yeah. huge Gr- in our school. Great band. I
0: Neverland. didn't really like them that much either. Like they had a few songs that were just like guilty pleasure. I'll play this on repeat forever. But then I listen through and through an album, and be like,
2: yeah, this isn't for me. Can you I remember like what their hit song? Cute without the E was Cute the one. Cute without I had the E was
1: huge. Yeah. Yes. Gotta have. Yeah. Cut. I like it. Okay. Spells <laughs> <laughs> that spells cut. That uh, spells cut.
2: Yeah, that just uh, reminds me of MySpace, which then leads me to think of Amy Carrillo's MySpace uh, album with uh, Such Great Heights by oh, Postal Service. Postal Service. <laughs>
1: hey, man. Uh, My mom the
2: loves Postal Service. a precursor to banter. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Taking Back Sunday was one of those bands that like I didn't know any of their catalog, but like that one, that was one that like all the popular kids I remember like were really into, and like they'd go yeah. to concerts and shit, and I'd be like, wow, <laughs> like they're really into that shit. Like this is crazy, crazy time to be alive. Concert? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, so for me, there was also Finch that I was really into, but when it comes to actually crossing over to that line of like screamo and hardcore, did you guys ever go there very much? Because, yeah. like, I mean, that's all in the same realm, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely went over there for a little while. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of... I won't deny One of it. my favorite bands to this day is still Alexis on Fire, and that yeah,
0: was... Yeah, I, I wanted to bring them up at some point. I, I, I really... I mean, their first two albums, I would sit there playing Viva Pinata
1: yeah. and listen to
0: that shit on repeat,
1: man. Dude, yeah, Alexis on Fire was fucking sick. But they had a lot of versatility, honestly, as a band, and they definitely... Didn't hold that sort of like monotonous characteristic of just kind of recycling that same old genre over and over again. There was a lot of really unique tracks that they brought up. And those of those those albums were really, really cool. So I was surprised y'all didn't say uh,
2: maybe it was after this phase. Was CKY a part of that for y'all? I think that's, yeah, no, definitely. Because that was kind of like a Bam Margera-ish feel, Because that was like eighth grade. You know what I mean? Okay, so it was a little after what we're saying is And I period. might have been
1: like kind of into like the I was probably I was into like him and yeah, CKY. Him. I remember him. But that whole him and like uh Bam himself, his influence in general didn't really take hold of me, I feel like, until <laughs> Later on, like, that was kind of the, the stepping stone off of emo. Like, when I heard that Hawthor- Hawthorne House, ugh, Hawthorne Heights song, I remember thinking, like, this is fucking whack. I want to do something cooler. This isn't cool anymore. And I kind of went into that realm, like, things that are a little bit more just fucking, like, gothic-y and more just... Yeah, like, like I rock. Really liked it, too. And more of I, that I, authentic-y I, rock sort of
0: style I, to it. It's just strange looking back at it, because we were, we were pretty young, and... Even his song titles and a lot of his lyrics are, and even the, the name, him itself, is very satanic, and I don't know why, even as a kid, I was, like, drawn to that shit, you know what I mean? Like, you can just find these, I always find these weird through lines with the music that I listen to from really far back, especially with Rush. Like, with Rush, uh, Neil Peart writes a lot of his lyrics, they're very, uh, like, uh, Anne Rand inspired, you know, like, with Anthem and all that. And I and then later in high school I ended up really liking those books and I can't tell like what came first like if there was some sort of
1: <laughs> was it the subconscious egg or was
0: it yeah I can't tell if <laughs> there was some sort of subconscious like influence there and I see the same thing with him where I can't tell if I just liked the music and then I saw the song titles and thought like yeah demons cool or <laughs> you know I don't know what it is but even today like I'm still kind of drawn to that
1: I definitely yeah. liked the sound I mean I i am definitely drawn to it just for the fact that it's taboo in a sense, usually not really that much anymore, but I definitely just thought that the sound seemed fucking like dark and cool. And I really, you know, I'm still not like an op- openly against religion or anything that crazy, you know? So I never really associated music and felt like I had to like, you know, embellish like, myself into the fucking satanic rituals of the yeah. music in order to like it or appreciate it. Cause I don't. So,
2: but yeah, I mean, I, it seems like y'all kind of had like artists and albums that y'all liked more, whereas I was still jumping from single to single at that point. And so stuff like Fallout Boy comes to mind, and yeah. Panic I and mean, the that's, Disco.
0: That's, yeah, those are all bands that like kind of put out their their singles and got big at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it blows my mind that Fallout Boy put out like a. Fucking album two years ago and it was on ESPN and shit. Well, and
2: yeah, then- that they're still relevant whatsoever blows <laughs> yeah. my mind. It's fucking Seriously, crazy, dude. Hey, well, man. and the fact that it's a, 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 a like it is, dude. They played that fucking song that <laughs> fuck that whatever dude. it is that they put on it ESPN. In, taught yeah. taught <laughs> yeah. they freaking played that at a Baylor game that I went to the other day, and I was like, Are you serious? Is that they're ball still ball?
1: going with it. No, yeah, that's Fallout Boy. Yeah, that's Fallout Boy. That's Fall Out Boy. Dude. Oh, I did not even know that. Every commercial break. Like,
2: uh. I hated wow. it, like with a, a burning, fiery yeah, Samsung Galaxy Note 8 passion. Yeah, that song. Sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I write sins, not tragedies. That was super. Uh, that was super trendy at that time. Yeah. Um, Anything else come up for you guys? Any little singles? Little I mean, one-offs? I'm trying to
0: think, like, 7th grade was when we started playing Guitar Hero, and yeah. I'd be damned if I, I didn't try to think about some of those songs, um, because I, that that game exposed me to new music as well. Well, the you thing know? that
1: I was going to bring up is that between 7th to 8th grade was, like, the biggest musical, like, change that I ever, I think, experienced, yeah. even to this day. At least, like... At one moment, that was the first time when I started feeling like I was appreciating parts of music that I still appreciate now, you huh. know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, dude, Guitar Hero put us onto a lot of music. I mean, I had heard the sword before Guitar Hero through my sister, but I didn't start appreciating them until I played that fucking Freya song. Yeah. And you could feel the fucking bass and the fucking riff of that. Well, uh, the first two games had such good track listings. Oh, they were amazing. I still like three. I don't know why everybody shits on three. Three. Yeah. I just
2: feel like three had a lot more of the backing at that point, and so they were doing like more well-known songs like Lagrange and like uh, <laughs> beautiful, best fun to play <laughs> songs. Yeah, I mean, no, there's nothing wrong with the songs. It's just they were less obscure. I think there were so many songs that were in the first two that like I would have never come across. You know? I do
1: feel like in three. It was pretty much like you played pop songs for the first five sets, and then the sixth set was yeah. just like the absurd yeah, guitar written song. You know what I mean? little well, Slayer and like Cliff's, of Do- Cliffs, Cliffs to Dover and Dover and stuff like that. And that was just like so super guitar centric. That weren't Cult of Personality, yeah.
2: yeah. But at that point, I mean, Guitar Hero three were what eleventh,
1: tenth grade. Yeah, we were moving yeah. we up there. we were up there. Three. We're getting out of. We're getting off subject yeah. here. That's <laughs> what we should have done. Guitar <laughs> Hero. Next segment. Um, oh man.
2: But yeah, I, I think that covers a lot of my list cuz yeah I, I, again i was i kind of just bounced from single to single cuz yeah. i didn't you know i didn't ever really like get that one band that i was like super stoked on
0: i'll i'll throw you guys one one last random one and this
2: is in fifth grade so this
0: is kind of like the the very beginning of the spectrum but i had a, a cd player that i would take with me on the bus and if, for some reason i think it was because i heard their single on the radio but i had an, an all american rejects album mm. and Honestly, that's that's one of the first bands that I just listened to an album straight through. I, I would listen to that album like front to back over and over again because it was kind of like the only CD I had, you know, like <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the bus or whatever. Yeah. And I still think about that sometimes. It's like, yeah, you used to listen to that band a lot.
1: <laughs> that's kind of unique to think about, like, because you're right. There is definitely that kid mentality of like listening to a song and then going on to the next song, as opposed to like trying to find these albums and listen to them as a whole. Yeah. Um. And that's kind of interesting to see what your sort of first album that that comes across with. Obviously, sometimes it can be really embarrassing, mm-hmm. um, but also sometimes it can be really cool. And I would say if there was ever a time that or if there was ever an album like that to me, I've been listening to it a lot lately, too, was Jimmy Eat World's Bleed American. Ooh, Did you guys ever listen to that? That's such a good one. That whole album is still really good.
2: Even just The Middle by Jimmy Eat World was a great middle school song, right? Literally. Is a little <laughs> school song. Uh,
1: no, dude, that that album to this day. If you haven't listened to it in a while, go pop it in. Every song is still fucking really good. Okay, um, but I would definitely say that was like the first album that I think I ever appreciated. Kind of in the same way, to where I went and bought like an album and then sat down and listened to it all the way through. I bought that. I bought, which is also it sounds like I'm trying to be cool, but Rage Against the Machine was another Ooh. one that I was very into. That's when you like started bringing that angst out of man. Van. Okay, I bought that one too. I also bought Offspring at the time. Don't want to talk about it, but you know, <laughs> hey, you know, that
2: was <laughs> Offspring, no, back Offspring was big, man.
1: No, Those were yeah, three albums that I all bought at the same time. To
2: kind of go off of what you were talking about, like when you realized that like something within you clicked, and you're like, "This is really lame," and I and I and I'm sure most people were past it at this point. Mm. The first time that I heard Hinder, Lips of an Angel, I was like, I was just like, I don't know what this is, but I hate it.
1: What is that song? (laughs) With the lips of 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 an angel. angel. Come on. You don't know that song? I swear
0: I've heard the name Hinder, but that was not. What? Actually, never mind. Nobody bring it up
1: again. Chase you're better off This is good Your life should be this way. Yeah, I am jealous years. of your life Right now honestly
2: They were just like They were kind of like Trying to be like Dark rock I think
0: They, they were being But vulnerable 94.5 like, Buzz butt rock I think yeah. I
1: saw An interview Dude the butt rock Oh my god uh, 90 You got me all thrown off I saw an interview Dude, This, with is this hard them. With It was like a rock, small man. Interview segment Of like when they were About to come up And be interviewed And like one of the quotes Was like We're just trying to Bring back Rock and roll, you know, I remember seeing that and then like also hearing it and being like, oh my God, this is the (laughs) worst (laughs) human existence. This is like the worst like bunch of people to be put together and given. Recording equipment. I know that
2: you have listened to this, Chase, so go check out Lips of an Angel after this. Oh, yeah. They'll bump <laughs> it. <Me too>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why would you wish that on anybody? Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right.
0: If you're listening out there and uh, send us your middle school bands, either tweet at us at wittybanter show or send us an email banter show at gmail.com. We want to know what you were listening to or maybe what you're embarrassed about in middle school.
1: Yeah, I'd love to hear what other people got on it. That'd be fucking awesome. That's always fun All to right. talk about. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's kick it over to the mail corner. It's it's mail corner now. <laughs> the first one comes from Dunter Horse Set. Really making himself a staple. Of course. He says, Although I'm very flattered for my anonymous guest appearance invitation, which I'm totally up for, I think we completely brushed over the, one, o- the only other op- viable option, which is Nick. Nick White is still a great option if I cannot make it. His last <laughs> name reminds me of a saying I once heard that I find very applicable for the situation. If it ain't White, it ain't the guest I want to hear from. <laughs> Hope that helps with your invite list. Anyway, I've got another question for, your, for you dump chumps.
3: <laughs> Dumb chumps.
0: Oh, what is the least manly thing you do on a regular basis, Dunter? If
2: you're not first, then you're last, Horset.
1: So wow. I can be alive, <laughs> go through my regular day-to-day routine.
2: This is funny because we had a uh, email where it was the most manly thing we could do. Do you remember my answer? Yeah, you take big dumps. You clog toilets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, um, it's stuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I actually. I have to go to the bathroom. You guys, vamp for me real quick. Okay. Okay. So this seems like a pretty easy one when I hear it, but it's hard for things to just come to mind right now. I got one for you. Okay.
0: I think every morning I pee sitting down. <laughs>
1: what? Why do
0: you do that? I just I walk into the bathroom. The seats all. So first of all, I live in a house with a lady.
1: Being respectful. And I'm a and
0: I'm a gentleman.
1: I like that. You know
0: what gentlemen do? Pee they sitting put the down. Seat down. Wh- like, what? Uh- <laughs> The seat, dude. I might come in in a uh, in a haze. I wipe my eyes off. I'm not gonna stand up and pee.
1: Yeah. No, I wouldn't expect you to. Squat down and take a whiz, man. Well, every time I take a poop, it usually correlates with a pee. Well, so, okay. Welcome to human biology. Yeah, I'm just saying that, like, I it. pee a lot sitting down because I poop often. Well, I'm, no, I'm saying strictly pee.
0: Like, I, I'm. I'm not taking scrumps in the morning. You're I'm not sitting, even trying to, I'm, I'm sitting trying down to mess the with pee.
1: anybody. Nobody walks in and you're peeing sitting down and you're like, have you the Febreze out trying to act like you're taking a huge dump. But, well, I'm literally telling yeah. it on a podcast that's going to go to
0: the internet. So
1: Yeah, that's true. You know. So.
2: Why does this always revert to pooping and peeing, guys? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the more really manly, manly things, things you can do. that closely with pooping and peeing?
1: Because pooping is the most manly thing you can do and the least manly thing you can do is pee sitting down. So it's interesting.
2: Yeah, but you, but you make it out like women don't even poop.
1: Women poop? No, 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 no.
2: The the whole thing with me,
0: with pooping, was I said, uh, this is something I don't find women bragging about. And that (laughs) is, I can clog a toilet. (laughs) That's where the manliness
2: came in. I feel like a lot of clogging toilets, though, comes from irresponsible toilet paper
1: usage.
0: Well, that's, but this is what's where the bragging really comes in is usually <laughs> mine's just a single torpedo,
1: you know, like just <laughs> shot right down the tube. You don't even know what's in there. It's just a cork.
0: It's you a, know? It's you know, you look a in there, bar. you're like, that's not
1: a big poop, but if you pulled it out, it would just keep going and going and <laughs> going. It'd be like one of those things that the, uh, clowns pull out of there. Okay. Least manly thing. Yeah. That we do. Okay. I you, sing in the shower. A lot. That's least. Is that not manly? Yeah, what's, what's not manly about what's that? Not manly about singing in the shower. I sing in the shower all the time. What are you singing? I'm sorry, I should have asked that.
2: Maybe, I mean, maybe... I, Adele, I, it's, not manly. It's, it's really whatever's in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just feel like when I think of singing in the shower, that seems like a pretty vulnerable spot. Yeah. You know? and You're like naked. If, if Like, if people heard you <laughs> and you didn't know they were hearing you, that uh-huh. you'd be pretty, maybe, embarrassed. And I don't know. That's just kind of what came to mind.
1: I get that. That's kind of just like an embarrassing thing. I can see that. Yeah, but not really because, Chase, do you sing in the shower? All the time, dude. I sing in the shower constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's where I get my best vocal range, where mm-hmm. I'm not judged. There's a there's nice reverberation. Yeah, there's so much yeah, the the plastic. Much, static you know? going on behind you, so mm-hmm. it kind of clouds some of you know maybe the off notes you got. Mm-hmm. Not that I have any, but <laughs> um, I would say for me, and this is really letting myself out there. You know, after a hard day, you know, working, getting calluses on my hands, doing so much manly stuff. I'm excited. You know, I, I, I put Wyatt to bed with Andra and we go upstairs and we're, we're going to go to bed and we're deciding, like, how are we going to sleep? And I tell her, <laughs> look, babe, I'm a fucking man. I've been doing manly stuff all day long. I'm the fucking little spoon tonight. Oh. Every time, every dude, I time. Too. I <laughs> little little spoon, spoon is the jam. All the time. Little spoon rules. Outer <laughs> <Big> spoon <laughs> sucks. Big spoon yeah. sucks, dude. Outer Little dude. spoon rules. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. I'm not gonna not get little spoon after working it's so really hard. That's a really good one, man.
2: <laughs> I deserve little spoon. I <laughs> give me a fucking little spoon.
1: Well, yeah, it's
2: just great because I feel like you. It's a human should. blanket. You don't need it. <laughs> See, I don't like Little Spoon because I need any of the warmth. I like Little Spoon because I have no. I don't want any attachment. Like, I just. Oh, wow. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to t- turn away. I want to turn to one side to pretend you're not here. I want all the good parts with none of the bad parts. I just want to turn away and I want to look to the wall and I just want to f- feel like I'm, you know. I'm just
1: <laughs> just enjoying my sleep, and if yeah. you want to cuddle up to me, that's fine. You got a point because it's like you have a lot of responsibility as Big Spoon. Yeah, it's you like got it to shows dedicate. dedication. Yeah, figure out what are you gonna put your arm by your side? Are you gonna to try to shove it under their pillow? It's the underarm that
2: really blows.
1: That does suck because you're either you're it's falling asleep in the middle of the night from being you'll wake right? up and your shoulder's yeah. broken. Yeah, or it's just awkward. Or like you can't use it for four hours. Yeah, exactly, and. You know, you got to have your arm over the other person. That always sucks. You can kind of, as a little spoon, you get comfortable. You do what you want. And then the other person. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it's all positive. To, adjust. to how you are, yeah. So that's that's my most least manly thing I do. I think that's a great answer. That was <laughs> solid. I think,
2: I
0: think you took away the answer medal today.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm glad right. you guys could relate on that.
0: <laughs> this next question comes from Ben Ebig. And real quick, I want to say that Ben recently on Twitter uh, hit me up. He played Inside along with us. Awesome, in order, that's so cool. In order to get on with our uh, video game book club, and he wants to see more of them. So I think we should keep trying to find games to maybe bring up every once in a while and play.
2: Well, I just downloaded Darkest Dungeon, man. I'll have to uh, have to let you know if that's worth playing. It was only twenty bucks. Nice.
1: So yeah, I don't know if that you got is. Got it on sale. That sounds nice. Sounds
2: fucking sick. Yeah.
0: All right, his question. Have you ever taken a day off from work, school, or skipped out on any social obligation to play a video game? If so, what was the game? When I was at my old job, I took two days off to play Infamous Second Son, and just this past year, I didn't go to a birthday party so I could keep playing the PS4 version of (laughs) (laughs) Pac-Man.
1: That's awesome. I got a pretty good one to start that off, and it's one that always comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was in like... Okay, it's whenever Modern Warfare 2 came out, because this is the game that I chose oh, over the person. Yeah. <laughs> and I, Do you know the story? Or do you I know just the, remember when that
0: game came out, I literally oh.
1: played, I think it was a part of this. Oh, yeah, 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 like, so, so exactly, so, uh, when you're my age at that time, it was, we were, what, juniors or sophomores or something, like, you know, cool, High school kids. Mm-hmm. We had social obligations to go oh, to on course. the weekends, you know, right? It yeah. was Friday night. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna, you know, what's going on? <laughs> what are you gonna do? What, what you got to get going? Who you got to meet? What kind of parties you gonna do? Theater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what side of the mall are you gonna be parked <laughs> yeah. on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but there was this one girl that I knew and I liked her. She was really, she was, she was cool. But uh, she invited me out to this big party she was throwing at her house. Her parents were going to be gone. And I was Ooh. like, oh, <laughs> if there was ever a time, this is my time. And Modern Warfare 2 came out that previous What's Tuesday. The fucking accent come from? smoochie <laughs> And I had pretty much been playing the entire time up until that Friday night. And I remember just sitting there and being like, I'm not fucking going to this party. <laughs> I want, to play your time I, want to, I want to play Modern Warfare 2 with my friends. your time Modern I want to play Modern Warfare 2 with my friends. And I stayed home, and I don't regret it. And the best part about the whole story, party got busted. Yep. Everybody oh. that was there got MIPs. <laughs> Ultimate good karma. And I was just like, oh, yes, thank you, Modern Warfare <laughs> You guys were popping
0: tickets. I was popping nukes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I always like to think back at that time and be like, thank you, video games, for saving that off of my record.
2: I like that. That's yeah, a good one. It was cool. Chase, what about you? I feel like you got to have a couple.
0: I took a full day off of school. My mom let me do it. I was like,
1: "Oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I know this." I think my, I know what yeah. you're going to say to. I was say like now. Fable
0: 2 was coming mm-hmm. out, and I was a massive Fable fan. I was like, "Mom, when this game comes out, like I don't, I just want to play it all day and I don't want to want to go to school." And my mom was like, "You know what? Fuck, okay. That's all right." <laughs>
2: She so supported your passions, you know. Yeah,
0: and dude, I was so fucking angry because like... So Fable 2 is great, but when Fable... I was a huge Fable fan and like back then I was all into like reviews and like what score my favorite games were going to get and IGN gave it an 8.9. And I remember reading that <laughs> on the day it came out oh, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> so mad. But I also remember... Um, my mom picked up Halo Three for me the day it came out, and like after football practice, she just had it in the car, and I literally went home, sat down, and didn't get, get didn't get up from the television until the game was beat.
3: Nice. Just
0: played it one sitting all the way through. And another quick caveat or another quick side story was when Modern Warfare Two came out. I remember I played um, at like we got it we got it after school, and I played. From after school that day till I had to go to school the next morning. (laughs) And it's the only time I ever did like an all-nighter before a school day. And it was the first time in my life I fell asleep
1: in a
2: class.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That game fucking ruled. Yeah.
2: So, mine's not like a particular event. It's more just like a period of time. Um, And Chase was there to witness this. Uh, Whenever I was, I, I was in my last semester of school. And I needed to study for the CPA. That was basically the main thing I needed to do. I needed to study for the CPA. I had like six months to do this. And I was only taking six hours, so I didn't have a whole lot of school obligations. And this is when I started getting into The Witcher. And um, The Witcher just ended up in our household.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. then a controller ended up in Hunter's hands. <laughs> yeah, the rest and, was history.
2: And then Gwent ended up cross-stitching itself into my soul. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like... I would literally stay up until, like, 7 a.m., like, on multiple nights in a row, just doing that for several nights, because I didn't have stuff I had to do, and then, plus, like, whenever I first started studying for CPA, they had a class that you could go to, and then I started realizing that the class, like, wasn't that helpful, and I was really just going to, like, say that I did it, and, like, do the right thing, but (laughs) then I was like, wait, the right other, thing is. 3. I have other I have other obligations. Yeah, I need to play these uh, stupid drunken <laughs> bar winches in Gwent, and uh, and that was also when I played a massive chalice as well. So that was a part of the uh, the enjoyment. Um, but yeah, it was just like an entire period of time where like all of my friends had moved out of Austin already, sort of, and. I didn't have a whole lot to do, and I was just a huge night owl, and I had way too much time on my hands, so I literally just played games, like, all day. It I was... got into Pokemon again, too, which was pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you Didn't you beat Pokemon? Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, yeah.
0: That's a big... That takes a lot of time, man.
2: Yes, it fucking does. And then I bought <laughs> Pokemon Stadium. It's a great game. Like, f- literally, just I just bought a Nintendo and then bought Pokemon Stadium just so that I could have it. Yeah. And play with with my new crew. <laughs> so, yeah, that was just an entire period of time where like I just didn't need to be doing that. But I did. And I enjoy it. I didn't. Re- I don't it's, regret it.
1: It's the perfect amount of time because you're in that sweet pocket or that sweet spocket, <laughs> right, right <laughs> The pocket of time uh, where you like didn't have the adult responsibilities. Right. Mm-hmm. Of being an accountant. Right. Slash you weren't like in the stressful margin of being in college Yeah, it was a nice little it was gray that perfect area Perfect little gray area <laughs> No responsibilities <laughs> And I took advantage yeah, of it yeah, yeah, you took advantage of it really well
0: Yeah, I do remember my parents took me out of school in fifth grade to go see
1: The Matrix also And that was That's pretty cool. cool That movie changed your life forever you They took me
2: out of school uh, to see Harry Potter when it first came out on uh, fourth grade
1: Nice Yeah we have cool parents, man. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, everybody text your parents after Big this. Pound. This is pretty yeah. fucking cool.
0: Just pound to the parents. Thanks, Mom and Dad. All right. Ben, thank you so much for the question. We're going to go ahead and put numbers on, this re- on these beers, and then we got to pick our favorite Oktoberfest.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Easy. Okay. So um, just so that I can pull up, I'm going to pull up the beer review list. Gazing oh, into have? his computer. Yeah. So we like a
0: sorcerer's orb.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so on top of this one, which is the Odell Brewing Company Oktoberfest Märzen style lager, we've got the Real Ale Brewery Oktoberfest that we did. We did the Great Divide Haas Oktoberfest, so and then uh, those are the three that we did. So it's between three. So
1: like, rank them, put them in order. After we, we
2: can leave. do top three Oktoberfests of this year. I, I mean, guess. it'll obviously
1: correspond to my numbering. Okay, but I'll just go right off the bat. This is the most interesting out of all three of the beers, in my opinion.
2: This is my favorite as well, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think it's pretty easy to say for me. Um, That being said, I might just be biased because I feel like I'm not appreciating what Oktoberfest means as a beer because I think that you know, experiencing this life experience on the show of drinking three Oktoberfest beers with you guys. Do you uh, feel like you've kind of uh, been privy to a new style after this? Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't know what Oktoberfest really meant. Until Neither I said, did I really?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've and d- we've done this before, I, and I still I didn't know. I can show
1: you the world, yeah, for me, yeah. Shining, but I thought. Shimmering October. I thought it meant like heavier beers. I thought it meant something like manlier beers.
2: See, I thought it was like pumpkiny, like s- like seasonal Halloween beers or something. I didn't know. Fact, fact is, I'm just the North beers Star, Star guiding
1: you <laughs> <friends>. yeah, <laughs> in the right <red> direction. <laughs> but fact is, they aren't pumpkiny. They aren't fucking manly beers, really. They're just like super drinkable beers. Yeah. Right? They're for fun. But what does that mean when like I also associate drinkability or like just super drinkable beers with Lone Star and with fucking Bud Light. And like those are what I consider to be like slammable beers, you know? So what I want was like, oh, think an easy water. to drink beer well, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's character.
0: Well I think we gotta differentiate here. They're slammable. <laughs> But then there's Quaffable. I think yeah. these are
1: Quaffable. These are Quaffable beers. Yeah. Well, this is man, like, take yeah. some big gulps. I wouldn't shotgun enjoy. these. No? I would not shotgun I wouldn't shotgun these. this beer, but I would consider shotgunning the last two. Really? I wouldn't be afraid to, that's what I was trying to say. I'm not saying that, like, I would do it because I'm cool. <laughs> whoa, I mean, like, whoa. I wouldn't be intimidated. This is coming from Little Spoon over here. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> just, I will absolutely take that name over Mudbutt for sure.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I feel like Big Spoon's got to watch out with that. Got <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah,
2: yeah. laughs> some Cocoa Puffs you got to scoop up. Uh, There's too much realism to this.
1: So. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, this, okay. is, this is my favorite of the beers. It's got a little bit more character than the last two do. Um, I give this beer an eight. Uh, it it beats the last two or the last one easily. I hated the last beer. I didn't hate it, but I mean, it just wasn't like anything. Really <laughs> I hated funny. it. I didn't hate it. But. I didn't hate it. <laughs> uh, but the beer before it, obviously, I gave it a seven point five as I'm reading on this sheet right now. Uh, this is beautiful, right? This is perfect. Know, yeah, this is, you should see, you see what's going it? on right now. This is incredible. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, <but>. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was this beer just has the most character to it. I think it's just got the most like diversity in its taste, that breadiness in there. Uh, More weight to it that I like a lot, too. Beautiful color. Uh, It's a great... This is like a drinkable beer that has character to it. I rank this one number one. I uh, definitely put number two as not the Real House Brewing, but the... um, The Haas? Haas, Haas. I believe is what it was. Yeah. Great Great Divide. Yeah, The Haas, Oktoberfest is number two. And then, you know, a Blank Space is number three. And then as number four, the Real House Oktoberfest Brewing. <laughs> Just kidding, but those uh, two are my favorite. I wouldn't drink the other one again.
2: Okay, you or me, Chase. Uh, I'll go.
0: I'm going to give this one an eight also. I think this one is my favorite one as well, and that's because when I think of Oktoberfest, I do want a beer that I can drink in quantity. Like when I, If I'm going to actually be in an Oktoberfest setting, I want to be with a big group of friends, bigger than usual, And I want to celebrate by drinking a lot of beer. And that means I need beer that goes down easy, but is just flavored just right. And I feel like that's exactly what this beer is. This beer has a little more heft in the body, I think, uh, than the one we had previously. And even a little bit, it just has a better mouthfeel to me uh, compared to all the other beers we've had. That sweet finish that's a little bit warm is interesting. I just love that bready smell. I really do. Um, and there's just something about this one, like it, it's, it's just completely warm over here uh, where I'm drinking it, and I just love it. Like it's so easy to drink, and it's just satisfying, even though it's light, you know. Um, and it, it just encapsulates what a Merzen or an Oktoberfest should be, and that is just kind of caramely, like a just slightly toasted malt with uh, a hint of, of fall spices. That's just sweet and easy to drink, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8.5, okay? Got to be different. And here's why. Um, I got to be different. This <laughs> I got to be different. Uh, this When I drink it, this just reminds me of, like, the fall. It's got, you know, the sweet breadiness is, is very nice and very enjoyable. I think that the mouthfeel... Is a little bit more enjoyable than the uh, prior one before it. I think I liked the Haas um, Great Divide Brewing's mouthfeel the most, as far as like just the way it felt and the way I was drinking it. It felt like that was the most like um, like something I would take to a to a party, like a big shindig or something. But I liked that this had um, some sophistication in that, like when it was cold and we're just sipping it, I could enjoy it. And then when I could also, when it opened up, like I could see myself just getting a big leader of this and throwing it back. And so I think that variability matched with the fact that it just like feels like a seasonal fall beer and it's nice and sweet and it is, it's smooth and I get a little bit of the hotness, not, not a whole lot to where I would even necessarily mention it, but I just feel like it's just, it's exactly what I would want from Oktoberfest.
0: It's really it's good. It's weird. I, I can't stress enough how smooth this beer goes down. I mean, it's, it's basically, it doesn't even really feel like a beer, you know, and the, the fact that it's got alcohol in it, it's just like, that's exactly what I want, an Oktoberfest beer. you know.
1: Yeah. But you still taste everything, which I think is really important because right. there's no it's wateriness to it. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like that. Very caramely, very sweet. It's awesome. And what you're talking about with the fall, I was going to bring that up earlier, like just the depiction on the front of the bottle, like not quite full winter. Yeah, but there's, there's, there's snow on the, the on the mountain caps in the back. There's ice caps back there.
2: <laughs> They've got a single picnic yeah. table.
1: Yeah, you can go on if you take a jacket. You can be out. You can eat on it outside. Yeah, if you have a jacket. You have the wind to have a light jacket though. A light jacket. So,
0: well, that has been episode number seventy nine. Thank you everybody for listening. Remember, we are going to be doing a special episode for you this coming week, so please be excited for that. And if you want to look up Kids Meals Houston and donate to a really awesome cause, we're looking forward to bringing you guys some interviews, hopefully, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. But until then, you can go see Hunter's new movie, The Accountants,
1: tomorrow. <laughs> This weird plug that you got going with the accountant. I don't get it, but okay. Thank you for sponsoring us, accountant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're at Witty Banter Show. I am at Bodacious Chase. Max is at probably Max. We're on iTunes. Hit subscribe when you search for Witty Banter, and all of our episodes will show up here down Download queue for free. We're also on a number of other services. If we're not on something that you listen to, please let us know. We will, have, we will, be, we will be happy to get there. And you can also listen to us on our website, wittybantershow.com. But until next week, I'm Chase, that's Mud Butt Max, and we've got Hunter <laughs> Door set. I'll see you guys. I feel like I really
1: missed out on the Little Spoon Max. Yeah, you were like
0: inches away from a great nickname.
2: <laughs> <laughs> little Spoon
1: Max could still happen. All <laughs> so, right.
2: Adios, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> beep